0: Welcome to Gavin Grow, a podcast about resources, people, and events and ideas that will help you be a more successful student at Western Connecticut State University. I'm the host, Mary Beth Griffin, and I want to thank you for stopping in to listen to us today. It's October now, and um, we're quickly approaching midterms time, and so we thought, hey, that's a really great time to talk about test anxiety and to give you some tips about midterms, so joining us today to talk about this are two of our academic resource mentors. They're fabulous. Um, you may know them better as ARMS, and uh, I want to introduce them. First, we have Maggie Walsh. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Good, and we also have Sarah Slaby. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> good. Um, Maggie, you're in Centennial this year. I am, yep. Right, and Sarah is doing double duty in yes. Fairfield and Newberry. Yes. So, uh, welcome. Thank and, you. Uh, Let's let's just kind of jump in. As I said, new you know, um, midterms are really close at hand, and this is a time of year. I, I notice people's anxiety levels just kind of ratcheting up a bit, and you know, you see people getting a little short with each other, and you see people lugging ever-growing backpacks because they decided they finally better get their books and and read something, and and so carting and dragging those around and people are trying to sort out where they're going to go to study and when they're going to study and who they're going to study with and things. And this year, I think that midterm lead up is going to be even a little harder because we've got homecoming happening right before that. And homecoming has usually been an after midterms kind of thing, but Mm -hmm. with calendars and schedules, that's a little later. So I think it's really going to take some really good study skills and time management kinds of things to get things done. And, you know, working on the whole anxiety about those tests and things is going to ratchet up. So, you know, have you guys noticed, I guess, the anxiety level? Do you notice that that goes up at this time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that this is the point in the semester, really, where um, everything starts to kind of accumulate together so yeah. it's, it's really just a build up and then on top of that you have a final or I'm sorry midterms. so um, yeah the stress is definitely high this time of year.
2: This is also just kind of a reality check point in the semester this is when if you've been kind of coasting through the beginning you know everything's just getting started the semester just started I'm good I'm good and then midterms hit and you're like oh like this is when people start to just realize I have to start working at yeah. these classes now.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the that's the surprise, um, you know, because it does. It just kind of sneaks up on you. You're like, oh, my God, already we're six weeks into the semester, you know. So um, I think one of the things that, that we talked about while we were, you know, doing training and things th- this year, we're really talking about trying to help people do things like start to make study plans that, you know, you know you have to study, but sometimes you're just trying to sneak in spots to do it rather than plan when you're going to do it. So I wondered if you had any, you know, advice about, about study plans and how to make those.
2: Well, that word, like, study, can be so vague and intimidating. Yeah. People say, like, oh, I, I have to study. And then you sit down, you open your laptop, and then Facebook just opens itself. Yeah. And then three hours goes by and nothing it's has amazing. happened. Yeah. It's, it's a freak of nature. <laughs> so I think the first step is really redefining for yourself what study means for you like what subject are you going to study how are you going to study it when where and if temptations are just like too big a deal for you like if you need to turn off your phone if you need to not use your laptop and use this crazy thing called a textbook (laughs) that might just be what you need to do in order to really get work done and not just Mm -hmm. fall under that umbrella of like, oh, I'm studying. Yeah. Yeah, I think you made a really good point of knowing how you study
1: because there's, you know, some people it works to just read the textbook and they're good Mm -hmm. to go. Others, it's you need flashcards, you need to write out your notes, you need to go to the professor. So knowing the most optimal
0: way for you to study is really beneficial before you even start to study. Yeah. I think, however, one of the dangers with that is that sometimes you think you're studying better than you are. Um, You know, one of the things... Those those they say um, <laughs> tips that that I have read over the years was that your studying is more to be effective at studying. It's more than just reading your text. Like you have to. I think there's something in one of those papers I have laid out here that's like you have to be able to like talk about things. You have to be able. You have to make it active. So, you know, some of it's like maybe working with a study group or creating your own set of questions about things you're learning. It's it's reading the text, it's going over your notes, but it's also doing some things that make it more active and the more that you do that, the better it cements in your head. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um one of the things that I also read was was talking about, you know, as you're as you're getting ready, let's talk, you know, like specifically for a test that one of the things you want to do is you start reviewing your notes and, and things that are there and then make a a kind of list of things like what could be on this test? What are areas that I need to focus on or concentrate? And try to come up with 10 or 15 of those to, to do that.
2: Is that something that you guys do or have you seen people do it or...? Absolutely. I, when I'm studying, I try to back away from studying for the test. Mm -hmm. Some professors will tell you, like, these are the types of questions I'll ask you. This is how many there will be. They give a lot of information like that. And I almost find that that detracts from my studying because I'm not focusing on knowing the content. I'm focusing Focusing on on, could I do matching with these. Yeah. So whenever I'm studying, I just try to go broader of, like, do I understand the core concept?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's really important because you can get bogged down in that that detail of things. I know we're going to talk a little bit later. I want to talk just about like different kinds of tests and different ways that you can think about and prepare for those. But like you said, I think if you don't have that base of knowledge of the core stuff that you're studying then it doesn't matter if the test is is short answer or multiple choice because you don't know the material absolutely it, yeah so um one of the the other big tips that well you know we always want people to read their syllabus because you know in your syllabi there are there's information you know this test might cover chapters 7 8 and 9 and if you're still studying chapter 1 2 and 3 you're not looking at the right stuff so always look at that if you have questions you can talk to your professors and and those kinds of things um you know and then one of the the last things they talked about in in one of these tip sheets that i'd seen was um that you know you in making these study plans you should have been doing it already but it's not too late is it
1: No, it's really, it's never too late. I mean, um, one thing that always has worked for me is, you know, the day that you go into class and you start to learn the material, starting to go over it, because um, I know for myself, if you wait till that last week before the Mm -hmm. test and you start to learn everything, it kind of doesn't work um, so well for me personally. But if, um, you know, you do get to that point, still trying and learning and going over things, and um, it's beneficial. It's always good to go over it.
2: And I think that's especially important if you have a test for a class that does not necessarily correlate with your major Mm -hmm. because i i'm a music major and most of my music classes are very tactile like you Mm -hmm. do it yeah but for my like science math reading classes where it's a lot more just like knowing concepts Mm -hmm. those are so much harder for me to study for because it's not something that i can just teach my hands how to do right i have to like learn the facts and remember the formulas so really like sarah just said reviewing the second you get the information and kind of re-firming that in your yeah. mind just from the get go yeah. really helps. Um and
0: and that also kind of gets at being able to create that schedule. You know, we we talked just a little bit about it a while ago, but you know, particularly when you're looking at a week before before your midterms that you've got homecoming events going on and and our homecoming here is a week long bunch of activities. So there's lots of things that you want to do. Um, and you're still going to classes and you're still probably working and you still probably belong to an organization or something. So, you know, one of the the things as ARMS that you guys really help work with students on is creating a schedule. And so if we're in midterm time and you're still struggling with that, go see your ARMS because they can work with you on you know, finding the space in your schedule to be able to fit that studying in. And when you're more intentional about it and you've written it down somewhere, it's easier to keep yourself accountable to it rather than to say, oh, I've got these, you know, this half an hour between my classes and pull out that phone and do Facebook or, you know, Instagram or something. So,
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that, I mean, if you do make that plan, you kind of get to... Um you can expect things so say you want to go to a homecoming event Mm -hmm. you know you can you can schedule your time so that you get your studying done you have time to go to the event see your friends and then get back to studying it's not i think that um it's very important when you are studying to take breaks do things Mm -hmm. that'll clear your mind and then get back to it if you you know just study right through it's it's not gonna stick after a point so
0: yeah and that's you know it gets at the the idea of cramming like I was always one who thought, you know, I do so much better under the pressure of the last minute, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's not true. You know, you can convince yourself that anything is true, but then you see the results of what you do and you know that it's, it's not. So, you know, having that time that you're actually taking beforehand and, and getting it in, because when you go to cram, then you are doing that, you know, I'm here for the next five hours and this is what I have to do. And then you... You don't get up because you're like, I've got this pressure. I've only got these five hours to do it. So you don't want to take that 10 minutes to walk around outside or to get a snack or something.
2: It really comes down to being intentional with your time. Like it might seem a little bit crazy to think of doing something like this. But when I know that there's a lot on my plate, Mm -hmm. I sit down at the beginning of the day. I look at my whole schedule and I plan Pretty much every minute. Yeah. Like I'm in class from nine to ten and then I have a break from ten to ten forty five. Okay, what am I doing? For these ten minutes I'm gonna get lunch. For these ten minutes, I'm gonna do this. Like really scheduling in just every part of your day so you're never like, Oh, what should I be doing right now? And even that includes scheduling in free time. Mm-hmm. Like I literally will write down in my schedule for this ten minutes I will like look at my phone and then the phone goes away. Yeah. And it again may seem very anal to schedule to that extent, but if that's what you need to do in order to get everything done, that's what you need to do.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it restricts you so much. I mean I, I, I know you. <laughs> and, and you still have fun and you still, you know, have life and you're not you're not regimented and, you know, now I'm do this. Now you know, kind of robotic you it's just, it's a management technique that you use to be able to have everything work well Absolutely. for
2: you. And it really is more effective for those odd little breaks that you get between classes. Like, if I have three hours of free time, I have three hours of free time. But, you know, what can I do in this half hour? Mm-hmm. It seems like such a small amount of time. But if you really, like, break it down and are intentional with what and where and how, mm-hmm. you can really do a lot in that amount of time. Yeah,
0: and simple things like if you're coming back and forth between campuses like you don't have to pull your phone out on the bus you could actually be reviewing your notes from the class that you were just in and making sure that you can make sense of everything that you wrote which is a form of review which is you know helps lock it into your brain again too so um you know one of the things we said we're going to talk about is test anxiety and and I think one of the interesting things that, you know, I've come to find out is that a lot of times we think our anxiety is about the test, but it's really that we haven't done the time to study, so we're more anxious that we don't know anything because we didn't prepare ourselves for it. But there is actual anxiety about taking the test too. And I think one of the things that I brought was uh we have a like a questionnaire that people can take about um about test anxiety and determining it and I wondered I don't know if you guys can even find it now (laughs) um I think that's it um you know just talking with the listeners here a little bit about what are some of the things that that you want to ask yourself if you think you have test anxiety and you know then we can talk a little about what are some of the things you can do to help with those those things
2: Should I read down some of these uh, signs that we have here? So these are kind of some of the physical signs, I think, of test anxiety. So it's visible signs of nervousness, such as sweaty palms, shaky hands, etc., right before a test. Having butterflies in my stomach. I feel nauseated. I panic before and during a test. I read through the test and feel I don't know any of the answers. Mm -hmm. Mind going blank. Remembering information... Right when you get out of the test, have trouble sleeping the night before, trouble choosing answers, make mistakes on easy questions, or put answers in wrong places. Yeah.
0: I think all of us have had some of those at some points in time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so just because you felt those at at some point in your life doesn't mean that you're necessarily an anxious test taker. It may mean that, you know, you had trouble in that class and you weren't understanding things or you know that kind of thing but if that's every time you take a test that you're you know you're nauseated the night before then we have to help find some ways for you to not be so anxious studying and preparing is one of those ways but there may be some other things that are going on with you too that you know you might we might want to look at more and help find ways to to help you kind of relax from that so um What are some of the things that you guys know about if you've been feeling anxious about something? What are things that you do or that, you know, you've seen suggested to people before?
1: Definitely getting a good night's sleep the night before. I think that if you're not well rested, you could be as prepared as possible. But Mm -hmm. if you don't get that sleep, you're going to go into the test tired and that can cloud your judgment. Um, I also think getting a good breakfast right before mm-hmm. a test is important, because if you're hungry, your mind's going to be going other places, you can't focus, you know, your stomach will rumble in the middle yeah. of the test, and that's all you can think about. Um, and I think that definitely not studying any part of the morning before. You know, if you're, if you're studying the morning before, you're cramming, and mm-hmm. um, if you learned a topic before and you thought you had it good, concrete, and then you go to study it again the morning before and you find something else, it can make your whole really minds that makes Um, you think what what do
0: i know if i didn't know that what else have i forgotten exactly yeah
2: Yeah. so i think that those are another thing i think is really important is looking at who you're surrounding yourself with coming up to the test uh in my major last semester we just had a very very big exam that basically decided if you can continue in the major or not and I knew that I was good, like, I knew that I knew what I needed to know, and my professors were reassuring me, like, you could pass it right now, you're fine, but being around the friends that I was around, I got kind of sucked into their hype, like, they Mm -hmm. were like, oh my God, I'm going to fail, and then all of a sudden that started creeping into my mind just because I was around, like, that energy. Mm -hmm. So even if, like, it's your best friend in the world, if they're flipping out and you can't handle that amount of stress, just, like... Like, no, I'm in my own headspace, just do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, I think sometimes
0: you know, we're social creatures, and so you get caught up in the social aspect of what's around you, too. And particularly when you're involved in a specific major and you have your friends from that group and everyone's experiencing the same thing at that time, then you know, all the highs are great, but all the lows are, are low because you feel it as this group rather than than just as yourself. So you have to you have to have some confidence in yourself and your abilities too and and not buy into your friends paranoia sometimes. So absolutely. Um you know I, I talked about us maybe talking about some different tips and strategies for, for taking different kinds of tests and, and, um, you know, one of the, one of the things was talking about essay tests and, and, you know, things to look for in the, the questions that are being asked and, and knowing what's being asked of you.
2: anything on that that sounds right to you guys? That's one thing that I always kind of think of with essay questions is I try to pick it apart and go kind of behind the direct question. So like, does the teacher really want to know if you know the difference between A and B or are they trying to ask like a bigger concept Mm -hmm. question? So trying to get to the root of which large concept this question is aimed towards can open you up to a bigger resource of knowledge in your own mind. Because if it's, you know, if you're focusing on the specifics, you're like, I only know one or two things about that. But if you branch out like, oh, this is just like the concepts from chapter seven. Like if you Mm -hmm. get a little broader, you can see more things you can pull in and use as reference in your answer.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, in, in looking over some of these things, just looking at the language of the question, tells you so much about what your teacher is looking for. So, you know, it could be compare and contrast or it can be, um, you know, explain this or something. So how, how that's being worded for you really is giving you clues about how they want you to answer it, too. And, you know, one thing with essays that I always found really, really helpful was I always I read through the question and then, on my little blue book, I wrote down a, a little outline of what I wanted to say in my essay. So one, I made sure before I ever started writing that I knew what I was going to be saying and that I could get through it. But it also kind of gives you a view so you can use it to keep track of your time, too. Because one of the worst things about essay questions is you get going and all of a sudden you've spent – you know maybe you really only have 15 minutes that you can be doing it and you're 22 minutes into it and so it's all it always helped me focus i'm a huge believer in outlining and and i think it's a really a really useful thing um what about multiple choice things what are some ideas about that
1: Yeah, so I know for my major specifically, I always take multiple choice exams, Um, and so you kind of have to look at the question. You know, usually there's four answers. Um, Typically, there's one that you know you could throw right away. Um, One that you know kind of makes sense, but there's probably a word or two that throws it off, Mm -hmm. and then there's always two that make sense, and you kind of have to figure out what relates back to it the most. So, um, I think that especially you know, looking at the question, looking at all parts of the question, making sure that that answer fulfills all parts of the question is really, really important because you can have um, a question, what's a type of fruit, and you can have an orange and a bowl and Mm -hmm. an apple, you know, the bowl isn't technically a fruit, so, you you know, you, it's really just tying it back to the question, making sure you're answering it to the best of your knowledge, Um, and then also, you know, while you're taking the test, I think it's good to go through, um, if you don't know it right away, answer it to the best of your ability, start and then go back to it and take Mm. another look at it. I think that's always been really helpful for me.
2: And especially with multiple choice, slowing down and just, like, reading everything carefully, that is my biggest problem. I'm a very fast test taker, partially just, like, you know, okay, here's a question, here's the answer, all right, I'm good, let's go. But also, like, a little bit of competitiveness, Mm because I'm going to be the first one to turn it in. (laughs) Which is something I've been working on throwing away. (laughs) But so when I'm taking multiple choice tests, I really need to look like your example, you know, name a fruit. I'll see orange and be like, all right, bet, let's go. But you really need to read through the rest of those Mm -hmm. answers and make sure that that's the one that fits best.
0: Yeah. And
2: that's the same kind of thing with true and false. I mean, true and false is nice
0: because your odds are higher. You know, when you've got multiple choice, you're usually, you know, at least just a 25 percent chance. Um, but when you're true and false, it's 50-50. So, you know, one's going to be right or the other. But you have to look at things like, does it say always, or, you know, or never, you know, some of those qualifiers really are your hint to whether that answer is the right one or not. Um, you know, I know we're we're quickly running out of time. So each of you, what's your kind of best advice for um, students in and getting ready for midterms and then doing the best that they can on those midterm things.
1: I think that the one piece of advice I can give is just be confident in yourself and your studying abilities. You know, you, you've made it this far in college. You've done well. Um, believe that you have studied, you know the topics, and go in with a good mindset. I think that's really the best.
2: I would say to take things one step at a time. Mm-hmm. To not... Like I was saying before Not just study what you need Not like oh I have this big test Break it down into more manageable chunks Both like before and during the exam And then once you walk out of that room It's done You've put your effort into the universe You'll see what comes back to you But right after that exam Is your time to breathe and be like You know what I did it Doesn't matter how I did it and that's what matters In that moment And I think I think there are things
0: too, you know, it's, it's being able to prepare. And as we have been saying all along, it's not too late to start. If you haven't been studying, you can still get into that habit right now. And it can help you as we go into midterms. Um, You know, it's just not too late. And there are, there are people on campus who can help you with it. So, you know, we've, we've got people like your lovely arms here. Who can really work with you on that and so but you have to you have to invest some time and you have to invest some thought in it and things but don't think that that it's too late to do things um i think those are my my best pieces so you know maggie and sarah i really want to thank you guys for coming and doing this with us today and sharing your experience and knowledge um Maggie, Sarah, and any of the arms in the residence halls, if you're looking for help, um they are there and able to help you and and one of the things that we're really trying to focus on this year is this idea of kind of coaching people through these things um, you know they're not they're not going to be doing your tests for you they're not going to be studying for you but they can help you with lots of strategies and techniques and and ways these tips that we're talking about there's a lot of things they can work with you on to kind of get at those things and work with you to figure out what works best for you because what works best for me is not going to work best for Sarah and it's not going to work best for Maggie and you know it's it's how you need to study and what's going to be best for you and how do we help you get there And if you don't live on campus, um, you can get that same kind of help at the Tutoring Resource Center because they've got some academic coaches there as well as subject tutors that can help you. And I know the EAP program also has some academic coaching going on with their past mentors this year. So, you know, if you're looking for that kind of assistance with things, please check out any of those folks to do it. Any last thoughts? I don't think so. Okay. I think you you did a good job. If you have any questions, please see some of the people that we just talked about there. As always, you can email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And I think that's going to do it for us at Gab and Grow today. Tune back in because we'll have lots more to talk about next time. So bye, everyone.